uh, our final segment tonight, we are going to talk about the Giants' second half comeback to, I would say, yeah, stun is, uh, I'm, I'm reading the executive producer's notes here, to stun the Titans, uh, I would say that's uh, a stunner. Colm, I, I would go as far as saying, and I, I, look, I think it's, the, it's a great result for um, the Giants, and I hold my hands up about Saquon as well, because I think I was giving him grief the other day. Um, this is unacceptable for Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I mean this is like this is shocking stuff. Like he, like I, I'd say he hasn't slept because this is like for this team that were number one in the AFC at the end of the regular season last year. This is an unacceptable start for a Tennessee fan base. Like quite frankly, we're on edge coming into this season. But I mean, give every credit to the to the Giants. They went for it. They had a bit of crack. They'd done it. Um, but. Has has this result, do you think, impacted Mike Vrabel at all? Or is it way too early to say so at the minute? Oh, it's, it's way, way too too early. Look, I, I think the giant Vrabel, Vrabel yesterday, they, they, I mean, what we've always given Vrabel credit for is that he gets his team to to respond. The Giants were 13 down at, at halftime. We talked about it with the Bears earlier. It would have been very easy to drop the heads. Nobody gave them a prayer going into Tennessee. And they came out and they had a, you know, um, a, a really solid performance. I mean, basically, Brian Dable needs a, a like we saw Tyreek Hill say that Mike McDaniels needs a wheelbarrow for his cojones. Well, no, I think um, Brian Dable needs a, a bigger one to go for for two and the way he his players responded to him and the fact that he wasn't afraid to go over to um daniel jones when he threw that awful pick and you know call him out in it not like lose the head but just say like that's kind of unacceptable so to to me this is the beauty of the the nfl right this is why people talk about the you know, the 0-16 Lions and the 0-16 Browns in, in such a way because it that's such a rarity. Like, most teams in the NFL will win th- at least three or four games. And uh, I didn't expect Saquon to, to have the sort of game that he had. He looked really good yesterday. Best he's looked in a couple of years. The Saquon we saw last year looked like a shadow of his, his former self. But they look rejuvenated, re-energized. They'll be tougher um, games ahead, as it turns out. Complacency, it's, you know, that that is the ability to to keep players pushing and, and pushing is something that is, um, it, it's really difficult to do. And once you lose momentum in, in this league, it's so difficult uh, to, to get it back. Um, but being aggressive um, is what Dable does and it paid dividends yesterday. Really, really good piece from uh, Peter King. Uh, if people out there, you know, viewers or, or listeners, definitely worth checking that piece out. Brian is talking to Simon Clancy earlier on this afternoon and he said to me um, when the Giants are winning the NFC East and the NFC is better off for it I have to agree with that yeah well we spoke you know when we're doing our divisional preview and we spoke we, we were fortunate we spoke to the GM during the summer and we were all kind of we took away from that the, you, could, you could sense the changes were, were taking place and it would be a slowly gradual thing and I think that's still to come but um, between him and the head coach, they seem to be in lockstep together. It was great to see after the game, Barkley giving the, the, the game balls to the boat. And bearing in mind the difficulty Barkley's had over the past few years, 
you know, you, you would think when you when you go for 18, 164 yards and a touchdown, you scored a winning. Well, the, you know, the game-winning score, you think he'd be the one getting the match ball, but it shows the kind of team to get on this that's there already. And if they come back from 13 0 down against against the Titans team, rightly said, like on Friday, Mark said, let's not let's not get away from this game. It's a team that won four games last year, going in to the team that was the number one seed, and to hold Derrick Henry, who arguably is the best wide, sorry best running back in the league to, to 82 yards. It, with, a de- with a defense that was missing their two two marquee pass rushers was uh, in itself really good and overall everybody collectively played really well. Um, the Giants have been stoned by some late field goals over the years, and every Giants fan last night I, I text Colin saying, "Here we go again," because it's it's it just has that deja vu feeling. Uh, you know, the Eagles did it with a sixty-one yarder, Graham Gano did it with a sixty-three yarder. So to see it go go right, sometimes new head coaches just need a bit of luck and. He's ballsy. He said it after the game. I'm here to win. Like I want to win games. I don't want to be going into overtime. You know, I'm going to be aggressive. And if anybody doesn't like it, well, then they go play somewhere else. So it's great to see that that's there. And you know, it's quickly. It's it's mad how quickly the NFL the narrative changes. Because it were, at one stage you're thinking, oh, they've come close and they'll do it, and it'll be the same old Giants. But thankfully, they got got over the line. I do agree with John. The uh, Titans angle, um, Michael. You know, as as good as a, as pleased as I am to see my team win the game. If I was a Titans fan, I'd be disgusted. You know, they're 13 and up. They had opportunities to pull away, and they didn't do it. Okay, fine. The Giants' defense stepped up, but for a team that's supposed to be, you know, deemed to be a serious contender, to be losing to a team that's only had four wins and once it's on their new head coach and GM, it's not acceptable. You know, Tannehill. Luckily, you know, we feel Tannehill. He's not for me. He's not the marquee quarterback that needs to be there, and ultimately, that's what's going to cost them in the long run. Thought he was, you know, he was okay yesterday, but. Giants found a way to keep him in check for, for a large parts of the game. Well, everything that Clancy said to me or made me aware of was the Giants' schedule. They've got the Panthers next week, the Cowboys the week after, the Pairs the week after, and then they go to London. They could be 4-0 oh, uh, the time they go to London because some what? of the... Well, I don't know about the Panthers. Talk about that on Friday. Let's, the bra- let's just quick, hit, huh? hit, the bra- hit the brakes there, uh, Michael. Uh, what I've learned in this game, you know, things change very quickly, you know, so... Yeah, people now will say the Giants have the Panthers on Sunday. They just lost, but Panthers easily could have won yesterday, and there'd be a different feel going into the game. So, Baker, Baker. Let's yeah. see what happens, and let's uh, let's keep that for Friday and see the crack. I'm sure we'll have enough to talk about on Thursday as well. Um, there was a lot of grief about this game, Colin, the Bucks against the Cowboys. Maybe it shows you how far down the rabbit hole I am. That I actually enjoyed this game last night. Am, am I insane? I was sitting chilled out loved the I think it was four or five times Brady got off to Julio there was one big play uh, Lenny Fernat looks really fresh still I don't know maybe he's just getting old he didn't like he did he looked completely different with his interview at the end of the game anyway anyway I was up to about 20 to 5 last night this is why I'm you know looking like this at the minute with the L'Oreal etc um, they get the job done 19 to 3 but the big story obviously is Dak Prescott uh, injured we don't know how long he's going to be out for there was no offence for the Cowboys at all uh, last night apart from I think Ezekiel Alley had like 40 or 50 yards max um, and Colin, that goes down to the GM and who is the GM in Dallas looked very unhappy last night they have nobody else but themselves to blame have they because Julio Jones could have been on the other he could have been on the other sideline last night and Jerry hasn't bothered his whole yeah, I said it on Friday night. Jerry, Jerry is the biggest issue in 
Dallas. I mean, that that, that goes back, but Jerry's a multi-billionaire and nobody in Dallas can call him on it. Jerry gets to do what, whatever Jerry wants to, to do. I didn't think the Bucks were at all impressive on offense, but they, they didn't need to, to be because the Cowboys were so pedestrian. That comes back to the issues that they had on the line prior to the game but then you lose the guy on the the opening drive so essentially kind of you know probably almost four-fifths of your line is not what you were hoping it would be for week one and and that's a huge issue and then you lose the starting QB I, I I really don't know where the Cowboys go from here because you just look at the roster and it's not like they're you know there's even even when they get the O-line guys back they, you look at the wide receivers and, and CD is obviously very talented, but is CD the real kind of monstrous kind of WR1 that you want? I don't know if he is. Low diminishing returns with Zeke. I said it before. This Bucks team, double digit wins. This Cowboys team are in all sorts of trouble. Brian, I was surprised at how the Cowboys played last night. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk around them, but I did think they would find a way to at least get a score on the board. I was shocked watching it. Cooper Rush now as it stands as a quarterback. Uh, Lenny Fournette for the Bucks had over 100 yards rushing the night. Brady still didn't get a lot done. Mika Parsons, I think, from my coffee-filled evening memory, had two sacks. Um, Jimmy G, Dallas, what would it take? I don't think Jimmy G would be the, would be the answer. I think they if we're going to get into a quarterback speculation, I think they'd be more inclined to try to get from the Ravens. Uh, potentially, he'd be more of a better fit for that uh, offense. He's more similar. Would traits. they let him go at the minute with the whole thing about Lamar? Do you think that's the uh, million-dollar question? But what, what would be the right price to get to draw a backup quarterback? He has the same kind of as his skill sets to, to certainly to Dak more so than Jimmy G. Like, Michael, when we finished the show on Friday night and we we're previewing this game, I recap. I finished by saying. The storyline in this game will not be about Brady. It'll be about how the Cowboys' uh, offense can't get anything going because their offensive line is so sporadic and they've got so many injuries. They lost McLaurin early in the game, which didn't help. Um, Dak, 14 and 29. And Colin Wright with Zeke thing. It's a disaster. And they've got a great running back there that just won't utilize because they feel that they have to play Zeke. Pollard had two receptions for 14 yards in the game. And then the indiscipline that we saw in the, in the, pre, in the playoff game, which was a real factor as to why they lost the 49ers game, would have been one of the issues that they needed to resolve over the summer and they had double digit penalties throughout the course of the game. It was a comfortable night for Brady. He had nine incomplete passes throughout the course of the game. Yeah, he didn't do anything magic. Jerry Jones came out after the game and said, it's a very disappointing night, but ultimately it's a very surprising night for the team. I mean, what team is he expecting? You know, and I really don't want to speak with Jerry Jones because I think most Cowboys fans are frustrated with his situation. I'd rather talk about Julio Jones because he had 67 yards reception. Okay, he had the big bomb from Brady and he had 17 yards and he touched on it earlier. He looked like the old Julio Jones, he looks like he's refreshed and ready to go and he's got an opportunity to potentially be in a team that could be in the playoffs. Who knows, might go to Super Bowl. Cowboys didn't even get into the red zone once the offense was was non-existent, um, even with that. Now they're in a, in a precarious situation. Like If you're a Cowboys fan and they don't go out and trade for a, for a quarterback, whoever it is, whether it's Jimmy G or Horton or maybe there's someone else that we're not, we're, not pick up, we're not picking up on, if they don't do that and he's gone for eight weeks, are they essentially saying the season's over? Like okay, they might win a couple of games. Cooper Rush won a game last year against the Vikings, but let's be honest. I think most Cowboys fans would say he's not the answer. Um, I think that would be nuts in in, in, their, in their division. 
and in their conference that would be insane to do that I mean I, I understand why there's a viewpoint there can I just to, say one thing to stick, I, to, I, I know, to stick with Cooper Rush or, or, no to, to have the viewpoint that your season's over I think that would be insane uh, no, I'm not they, suggesting that, but like the Cowboys fans will, mm. will, will will expect a reaction there, and they will expect a trade. Like essentially, week eight or eight weeks brings them up. Let's be fair; we know what the hell it is. When you say week six to eight, it could be nine to ten. So what's that bring up? Brings up to November. If you're not if October, you're not, yeah, just start in November. So they play the Bengals this week. Then they play. They have another difficult. I think they play. Oh, sorry, they play us then week three. Like that's that's a okay. It's in the NFC East game. You never know these games. Week four, they have the Commanders. Got some difficult games coming up. Can I, can I just say, because I do want to talk about the Patriots game just between all of us, because I know Mark's not here, but the, but the, and then we'll look at a few other ones and we'll get out of here. Uh, just a very, very quick point. I'm sure somebody will jump in here. Tampa weren't that impressive. Like They weren't that impressive at all. Like Tom Brady at 212 yards for one touchdown and one interception. Kirk Cousins had better stats yesterday. Granted, you know, different game, etc. Lenny was great. I just, you know, let's see what they're like over the next few weeks. Um, I thought defensively they were very good. I thought, like, they had some... Really yeah, sorry, I, I, I meant their offense, sorry. Oh, sorry I, I meant okay. to say, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was just... The game was very stop-start, but I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I mean, maybe I'm just a complete freak. I, I don't know, lads, to be honest with you. Uh, talking about freaks, let's talk about the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel. Uh, Colin, let's start off with a unbiased positive spin in this game to make sure that no Patriots fans feel that we are picking on them I, I feel I, I listened back to my analysis in the uh, in the AFC East preview uh, this evening and I have to say I feel like I was very very balanced at the, at the Patriots I do feel there's, there's there's issues there and it was it was very clear last night I think we'd all love to see obviously seeing those teams like the Giants come back up getting some wins I think everyone would like to see the Patriots do well in that division and, and challenge Miami and challenge Buffalo but um, I mean they struggled last night in Miami I don't I, I don't think that would be unfair to say would it and, and Mac Jones at the minute has now got like an injury issue um, it's going to be intriguing to see where they go from here uh, well, like they they always struggle in Miami, so it shouldn't be that big a surprise that they they struggled uh, yesterday. And what it really seemed to be were the the drives that kind of just stalled out. And yeah, I, I do think that you know the lack of an offensive coordinator is is a hindrance um, to to them. Um, the I, it, it was a it was a strange game because the dolphins were always in control but yet they you know it it, it felt that they never fully got got out of kind of third gear really and um some of that is that like it's brand new team there's lots of new faces there it's a new offensive system it'll take time to kind of all come to together for me the, the biggest issue i think for the the patriots you know i i think matt jones is a, a solid qb um they'll always be reasonably okay defensively but the trades that they and the free agency acquisitions in terms of the wide receivers and the tight ends that's their their biggest issue there, there's no it's not enough speed there um there's no super big bodied guy that you know can go up for the the contested catches um 
and that's I think they're why they they're gonna struggle. Um, but it it is early. Um, they have time to to sort things out. But you would feel an awful lot better. I think I would if if my team had an offensive coordinator and I could see a plan coming together. It is very difficult, you know, in terms of the Patriots to for them to have Patricia and judge and say these are the guys who are going to sort out the offense. Brian. Um... Looking at both teams, any positives for the Patriots? And look, there were situations just here where Tua wasn't great, but he got like I mean, the Dolphins got the job done, man. Jarvis, uh, it wasn't Jarvis Landry, Jalen Waddle with a touchdown, Tyreek Hill with some big plays. Uh, it's a work in progress in Miami. Um, I mean, I'd say defensively they played reasonably well. I mean, you look at it; there was eight drives with the Patriots, three three turnovers, and they left them in short field field range, and they still held them to two field goals. And then obviously they had the touchdown. Um, to Waddle, which was again, it was yards after catch touchdown, more so than a great throw from Tua. So maybe you you could argue, bear in mind the heat that the defense played well. But I agree with Colin. Like, what we've seen over what we've seen from the Patriots over the years is a, kind of a, a collective approach to offense. You know, there was never a marquee wide receiver. Maybe back to the Randy Moss days, but you know, there was Edelman and Amadola and other players and Gronk. It was always kind of a collaborative approach, and you'd have players in various positions that collectively as a unit with Brady there, they could, they could work work well but Collins right they don't have the players and where they really lost out yesterday I felt was the run game like Harris last year when they went into Buffalo and won and there was other games earlier in the season where they were winning games because they had a strong running game like that was non-existent yesterday and I wasn't overly impressed with the, with the Dolphins either but I think the Dolphins will improve as the season goes on I mean two was like uh, Keith touched on it there two was okay but nothing special they had some few flashy plays from Tyreek Hill and Waddle and they had some good numbers but like they got off. They got off to a good start, and it kind of played out as we expected. I didn't expect much from the from the, the Patriots' offense. I, I thought they missed the trick on the opening drive because it was a really good drive. They drove down, and then they start going after Howard, the, the, the best cornerback in which the Dolphins have. And there was the interception where it was tipped up. Um, like why you go? Like they went after him a couple of times. You don't go after the best cornerback the team has. You try to you try to swerve him and go away from him and put someone else on him. And, you know, try to keep the ball away from him as best as much as possible. They kept going after him, and in the end, it could have cost them. And for a drive that got, we started off at the, off the, uh, at the twenty-five to get down around thirty, maybe twenty-eight yard line, then for the interception, that that's essentially going to change the game very quickly. Two very quick ones. I'll just touch on myself before Colin talks about the Chiefs and Superman at quarterback. And we're not talking about Cam Newton. Uh, a tie with the Texans and the Colts. Colts were interesting to watch. Texans, a lot of heart, fair play to them. Uh, Matt Ryan, it's going to take him a few weeks to get embedded into that offense, but I guess they'll be happy that the Titans lost. And the Jacks Commanders game, I, I enjoyed watching it. The Carson Wentz experience, uh, up and down like a yo yo. I think he had two interceptions, two touchdowns. Uh, the rookie Dotson, wide receiver, enjoyable game to watch for a neutral because it was absolutely bananas. But they get the win as well, 28 to 22. Column, you're going to talk about the Chiefs last night, uh, who. Play great. They did. They were, they were absolutely fantastic. And as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are there, they will be there, thereabouts. Uh, led the league in yards per play, 
first downs for a play and success rate. 70% of their drives ended in points. And um, to point out, I suppose, Mahomes, 30 for 39, 360 yards passing, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's the fourth player in the Super Bowl era um, to have that stat line above 300 yards passing, five uh, touchdowns and zero interceptions. Each of the previous three went on to win MVP, Marino, Manning, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't know what the cars were thinking in terms of continuously blitzing him. I think it was because they probably had no other way to get um, pressure, um, but they just went after him and, and Mahomes just picked him apart, uh, particularly in the the, the red zone. And um, I, I would expect that you will see the Chargers adopt a completely different approach on Thursday night, because if you are going to blitz Patrick Mahomes, he is going to have fun with you all day long. Brian, Ravens looking really good. Lamar Jackson, some bombs down the field high, and that's even behind Mark Andrews getting the touchdown. Yeah, it took a while for him to get going. The Jets fans are, are very disappointed today. There was a lot of high hopes, um, but offensively, they couldn't get anything going all day. And defensively, they, they kept the Ravens in check for a long time in the market and do a lot in the first half. And it was only kind of towards the middle to a quarter that they started to get grips on the game. But it was kind of one of those situations where our defense has done so much, but if our offense isn't going to do anything for us, there's only so long you can hold Lamar Jackson in, in, in check. Touchdowns kind of reminded me of um, the game in Denver last year. If, um, if you recall, when everybody thought it'd be, you'd have to beat them on the ground. That Denver defense, as opposed to oh, you know, with the with the bombs, but he he put two bombs in yesterday, and it was a nice game for for the Ravens. That kind of looked like a tricky game going into win comfortably. Was it's it's a nice start for them. For the Jets, difficult times ahead. They're away to the Browns this weekend. After the Browns win yesterday, you would expect the Browns to be. You know, but look, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, and Joe Flacco throwing the ball to Ravens players just like old times. A lot of Ravens fans were not happy with me in social media last night. Or sorry, Jets fans were not happy with me in social media last night. But it is what it is. Uh, very quickly, Lions-Eagles, really, really in- enjoyable game. And uh, Jar Goff, two touchdowns, interception. DeAndre Swift started the game off really, 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 really strong. And that's when I started said at the start of the program column about the... Um, the whole hype about the about the season finally getting underway. The first star was a bit slow, but Swift was out of the was out of the gap from the very very start. Uh, the combination of St. Brown, Shark, and and TJ, literally, I mean, St. Brown and Shark had two had a touchdown each. It was a five minute period where both St. Browns scored touchdowns for the Eagles. They looked man, they looked like Jalen Hurts didn't have any passing touchdowns, but he just looked so fresh and the fact that you had four Russian touchdowns between Sanders, Hurts himself, Gamal and Scott shows you the sheer consistency and honestly hybrid offense that Sirianni has here because AJ Brown had 155 yards on the day why the hell did they trade him? what are they at? they're going to rue that big time, big time Brian, before we make our game picks I believe you have a point to make on this game because you're such a big Eagles fan why was this game not in the talking points there was 73 points scored in this game I guess uh, like probably the game of the day but the one thing I will say Brian is the Eagles are probably sitting today wondering well how good are we if we let the Lions score 35 points that's, that's the, the point. only that's the point I was just about to say Michael and the reason why it wasn't in there was because this game for a long time wasn't even covered on Red Zone or other media it was because the Eagles were comfortable you know Lions started well. 
Eagles kind of got to grips with the game, and then they were. It looked like it was a comfortable win. And they, but what I would say, like this, the Eagles defense, I, I'm still not convinced by it. Like Jonathan Gannon, the defense coordinator, has had loads of interviews during this offseason season because he's a great, he's a great, uh, he's the upcoming head coach. But I, I struggled with him last year, and they were exposed in the playoff game. Jared got for 16 incomplete passes, and he threw a pick six, and they still managed to give up 35 points to a Lions offense with Jared Goff as quarterback, so I think there's more difficult days ahead, including next Monday when they play against the, the new um, MVP favourite in Kirk Cousins. So, uh, yeah, the Eagles probably are the standard team in the division right now, but I'm still, I'm still thinking there's teams that will get at that, that defence. Right, we've got a game tonight, Monday Night Football. Broncos going up against the Seahawks in Seattle. Russell Wilson playing his first down for the Broncos after that big trade. Hasn't played in the preseason and obviously returning to whatever it's called this week. Lumenfield column? I don't even know anymore, sir, honestly. Um, Colm, game pick. Go. It'll be loud. It'll be raucous. The Seahawks have done just about everything they can to rile up their fans and downplay what Russell Wilson did for that franchise. Um, it, it, it's in stark contrast. Look, there was animosity between Belichick and, and Brady, um, but generally um, you don't see it play out in the media like it has uh, this week. Um, the Broncos have Randy Gregory and KJ Hamler playing, which is a plus. Right tackle is certainly going to be an issue. Um, I think this will you know, be... Uh, kind of a, a tougher game than maybe people are uh, expecting but I don't have any faith in Geno Smith and generally in the NFL it comes down to the quality of the, the quarterback and you can get away if their difference isn't too big it's considerably um, <laughs> it's a significant golf when you talk Geno Smith and Russell Wilson I have the the Broncos winning this um, because Russell Wilson will want it but I don't I don't expect it to to be a particularly high scoring game or the Broncos to run away with it Russell Wilson is 29-11-1 in prime-time games. He'll be hitting the magical 30 tonight. Um, I, I see this as a very comfortable win. Yeah, I can understand why people have this narrative that the Seahawks be well up for a course to win. It's week one. Um, you know, that, hold, that, hold, hold on. You, you said the Seahawks are going to win 10 games this year. I'm holding this every week now. They're, like, they're, they're not going to win 10 games tonight, Michael. They're only playing one. Do you know what I mean? That's a good come. point, Brian. Yeah. Well, that does a very, very good comeback. <laughs> well done. Yeah, well, this is always going to be a difficult game for them. You know, we'll get this one out of the way. Um, the NFL are very clever in putting this one on for Monday Night Football because, as I said, when this schedule came out, this game was in November with the Seahawks season essentially out the door and the Broncos going towards a playoff playoff uh, contending team. It, it mightn't get the scrutiny this game deserves in terms of the uniformity of the fact that he's going back to Seattle. I could see Seattle hanging around. I could see it making it difficult as possible for, for, the, for the opening quarter maybe too, but I think by the third quarter the Broncos will find a way to pull away and I think it'd be more um, around the run game. I think the likes of Gordon and Williams will have a, a nice night, and the Broncos will win, win come maybe two touchdowns. I have the Broncos winning this game comfortably, potentially anywhere up on 14 to 21 points. I think the run game will be too much for Seattle with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Albert Okuweganam to have at least one touchdown, and I personally think Russell Wilson's going to completely ball out against Seattle because he wants to shut them up. Um, I'm I guess they'll move on to the Texans next week after that and see, but I just don't see a situation in which there can be the upset and 
Time will tell tonight as I smile for a Twitter picture. Okay. Uh, so we've talked the sweep tonight. The Bron- like this is not going to happen much this season. Please God it does. But uh, yeah, Broncos against the Seahawks is at 1.15 a.m. I'll be up if anybody wants to tweet from this account. It would be great. Colin, are you, are you watching the game live? Yes, I, I am going um, to watch the there, game live. You're the man on Twitter tonight. Excellent. Okay, folks, we're back on Thursday, Thursday. night at 10 o'clock okay sounds good uh big thanks to everyone i think we put a lot of the comments on the screen just a big thanks to everybody uh steven saying let's ride we'll end the show on that in a second and yeah just thanks to everyone there's absolute brickload of comments thanks to everybody taking the time to put this on the youtube and just comment there because it's so much handier folks uh just they put the comments on the screen really really appreciate it and uh obviously thanks to cassidy travel do check out the link uh and check out the link for nfl game pass we're back on thursday night we're back on friday night uh, and we do it all over again this day next week so until then keep running.